0: Hello, everybody, and thank you so much for tuning in to Season 2 of Hey Man, It's Okay. I'm your host, Sky. Ryan's not with me this morning, but I'm here to do a brief introduction before we just jump into this episode. In this episode, we are talking about maybe something a little bit controversial. We're jumping right into talking about Jonah Hill and the dealings going on with him and his uh, ex, Sarah Brady, who released some text messages from the end of their relationship. But I wanted to jump on and do a brief introduction. You know, we're we're jumping right into this topic because it's so timely right now. But we're going to get into introductions of Ryan and myself in future episodes because we felt it was important to talk about some of the things going on right now in the world. But I promise in future episodes, you'll meet Ryan. He'll introduce himself. He'll tell his story. Tell you why exactly he's here at Hey Man, It's Okay. So we're so excited to have him as our brand new co-host. We're so excited to start the new season, so I hope you all enjoy, and thanks for tuning in.
1: Welcome, everybody, to Hey, Man, It's Okay. My name is Ryan Heapy, and I'm a licensed marriage family therapist out of Newport Beach, California. And this is my amazing co-host.
0: I am Sky. <laughs> I am not a therapist and I live in Seattle, Washington. <laughs> and
1: uh, today I think we have a pretty fun episode for you guys. I think it might get a little controversial even as as this has definitely been a controversial topic. I have seen it all over social media. I feel like if you have been on social media in the past three or four days, you can't miss this one. And that being the Jonah Hill slash Sarah Brady text messages, misogynistic narcissist claims, all sorts of uh, <laughs> controlling. Yeah. Yeah. Sorts, all sorts of different things that we can get into and I know some of the things I want to talk about is like therapy talk of it all the throwing around uh, these diagnoses and terms and and also everybody else's uh, different opinions I think that are out there and and maybe just to kind of catch you guys up and you know if you haven't kind of followed along this story over the last few days Jonah Hill who I believe initially from super bad fame to most recently he came out with a documentary. Uh, About him and his therapist, which uh, I might have some points to talk about there as well. About the, (laughs) you know, if we're going to talk about boundaries, there were some interesting boundaries in that documentary as well. And, so Jonah Hill was in a relationship with this professional surfer slash model, uh, I believe in 2021 for about a year, they broke up. I was actually reading some of his breakup messages a little bit ago. And so they broke up, I think about a year and a half ago, maybe even two years ago and Yeah, it sounded like it was like 2021-ish. And since then, Jonah has been with somebody else that was actually part of the breakup texts that were uh, between him and Sarah, the surfer. And he's been with somebody else and has just recently ushered in a new baby. And right after the birth of this baby, his ex-girlfriend Sarah decided to unleash a slew of text messages uh, while she claims she isn't trying to throw him under the bus or slander him. There was a lot of slanderous context I think around them and definitely sort of in a, a lot of the captions next to the release of some of these text messages. I don't know if there's anything I'm missing there, Sky, as far as the background of the story.
0: No, I think you pretty much I mean I think you pretty much covered the just the gist of what happened. I think it's kind of weird boiling it down to a simple summary, but I think as we go into it, I think it'll become clear to people you know, kind of what people see from each side, really, I'm hoping, you know, yeah, maybe yeah, we have differing absolutely. opinions. We don't yeah. know. Yeah. We haven't talked about this yet. But I want to defer to you, really, because, you know, being the licensed therapist, and seeing these conversations, there's so much that I've seen that has been put on to him and his therapist and through his therapy journey, that some people are saying he is misusing terms and, misusing things like boundaries. So I'm really curious what your thoughts are. Yeah, so before I
1: even go into this, let me say that these are my personal opinions here. This is not me acting as a licensed therapist for anybody nor necessarily giving advice in a professional context. You know, I think another big part of this story is that we don't know the whole story, right? Like, I don't think we've even heard from Jonah Hill since this. And so who knows, kind of the full context of the relationship. You know, we're only getting one side. And even then, you know, I don't know how cherry picked some of these text messages are so all that being said you know this we're coming from a place of just only being able to know kind of what we know here so back to your your question there Sky boundaries 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 you know the probably the most prominent text message that I've seen out there was the one where he lays out his kind of here are my boundaries that I will accept yeah uh, yeah of you. You know, which is an interesting way to kind of position boundaries. I think there can be a case made that these are boundaries, and I'll maybe it was a it long, was a long you know, list. I think some of them included like provocative photos, modeling photos, bikini photos,
0: showing yourself out in in mm-hmm. bikinis and thongs, hanging out with yes. unstable yes. people. <laughs> hanging out with single males you know i can't do yeah, that surfing with men
1: really was on there yeah yeah
0: she's a professional <laughs> surfer come on jonah <laughs> but yeah it's just like there was some things that i was like that's okay that's i understand a little bit mm-hmm. where he's coming from on that but i'd like you to continue before i go into um, my opinion so maybe, on
1: maybe sticking to the budget well first right i think a lot of this might be, they're definitely his insecurities. Okay. He's, some may be justified, some just plain insecure. And why are you getting into a relationship? If there's already all of these issues that you have, why then enter into a relationship where you are basically trying to kind of change someone? And so here is kind of where I Understand why this can definitely come off as controlling. Like you are entering into a relationship with somebody where you already know what they do. Okay. And now you are telling them that if you want to maintain in this relationship or if I'm going to stay in this relationship, you can no longer continue doing these activities or posting these pictures. The definition that I have for love, uh, you know, that I think that we all want to from a partner is somebody that accepts us completely for who we are and doesn't want to change us wants to support our growth you know and if we want to change they're going to support that as well but you know not somebody who wants to completely change us and definitely not changing somebody's career lifestyle so i kind of have some some issues with that and you know i will say it triggered a lot inside me. I was recently in a relationship where I had a lot of my own insecurities come up. I had a lot of old trust issues that were triggered. My partner for the time uh, worked in nightlife and lived in Las Vegas, and while she was herself was totally trustworthy, you know, she was a wonderful person. It was difficult for me to contend with the idea that one, there's this person, you know, 200 miles away that I'm you know, thinking about constantly. And who knows all, you know, the amount of guys that are going to be approaching her bar and flirting with her. Okay. But I can't ask her, to leave that job, I can't ask her to not talk to any of the male customers, you know, to proactively maybe get rid of any sort of thing that could possibly trigger me, you know, and therefore to anticipate all of those things (laughs) or or even imagine kind of laying out a list of things that I find acceptable or unacceptable. And I guess this is in regards to just, knowing ahead of time, like, this is the situation that I'm getting myself into. Would I do that again? I Yeah. Maybe not. But I don't know. What are your thoughts kind of along some of that?
0: Well, yeah. I mean, I think it's, I think it's funny. You know, he knew what she was about. He knew she was a surfer. And when you surf, when you go in the water, sometimes you're going to be in a bathing suit or a bikini. It'd be like, hey, Ryan, I know you're a therapist. And, you know, we started doing this podcast together, but I don't want you to be a therapist anymore. And I definitely don't want you <laughs> talking to females. Yeah. Like, it just seems... It just seems ridiculous when I say it. So, I mean, he knew what she was about. The thing that I kind of look at here is he told her, you know, my boundary is that you don't do this, 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 and this. But, you know, through my research and stuff, and I have to agree with it, that boundaries are for me. I think I understand where he's coming from. He could have probably approached it with a little more tact. He could have been like, these are the things that I see you doing in your life that I don't want in my life. And so this relationship has to end because our really our values just don't align, and that would have been that, but because of the way he said it and because he approached it as you know these are my boundaries, and this is what you can't do, that is where I think the issues lie, because yeah, I mean, like you said, it's his own insecurities what how can she control his insecurities? she can't right like we have to learn to control our own insecurities and love ourselves and care for ourselves the way we need before we know how everyone else can treat us and going i mean going into that and knowing what she was and who she was and what she was about and then trying to change it i think is where my biggest issue lies and like i said i do see where he was coming from in some aspects but yeah, not in all aspects yeah i think we can aspects. see
1: the gist of what we might find acceptable and unacceptable in a relationship you know but i think like that's something that we should be working on probably before we get into a relationship or something to actively think about when, you know, we initially start dating somebody. Is this something I'm going to be okay with? Is this line of work? Is this personality type? Is this social media behavior? Something I'm going to be okay with. And yeah, I think it's understandable if you're not okay with close to nude picture, you know, lots of close to nude pictures on the internet, maybe to uh, somebody work, you know, having an OnlyFans account. I mean, there's, we can go on and on and on right and for women you know maybe i know women who wouldn't want to date a fireman who wouldn't want to date a police officer or or isn't okay with somebody who uses drugs and alcohol and so there's all sorts of different you know there's a massive spectrum maybe of what we might find acceptable and then you know maybe even thinking about different religious preferences or or things that are acceptable you know if you're muslim there're probably a lot of things that you know you might find you know more unacceptable and and for any religion really But, you know, to circle back kind of a bit, I did see a text that he wrote where he was really dragging and like talking bad about sort of the modeling industry. And, you know, and and it sounded, was just reading the text. I'm assuming it was sarcastic from him, but he was saying something about how, you know, it lacked depth and, you know, real sustainable relationships, I think were his words. and. I had a hard, instantly what came up for me was, I wonder like how hypocritical that is coming from somebody who, you know, is this A-lister in the acting world and wonder, you know, isn't that very much the pot calling the kettle black? I thought in some ways. so Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then one of the other issues I had, not on Jonah's side, but on Sarah's side was the fact that she even released the messages in the first place. Like what? A, like you were in a relationship with this person, and you cared about this person. Like, why after all this time are you putting out these messages? And you know, honestly, I think it's just for attention because now everybody knows her name, but where before maybe they didn't, and maybe she just saw this as like a press this opportunity is what or something. I really, have the biggest problem with
1: overall. <laughs> I this really irks me. I see this often: you, people airing their private messages really trying to throw others under the bus. A lot of times I see it from people who, you know, often remove maybe who the, you know, who it's from, you know, and have to throw in there, you know, this asshole or something. But I don't think any of it looks good. And then just like you're saying, what is the real reason behind it? And I don't want to knock Sarah too much here, but this was all done, at least from, you know, from what I've read under the guise that it, was for her healing and because let me see if I can get this right. Her name was going to be forever tied. I believe these are her words forever tied to Jonah Hills and and forever here. And therefore she no longer wanted to tell people that he was like a polite, good man. And that that was really what was eating at her inside. And so she needed to share this story. And she also said that she intentionally waited until after the birth of his child, which I was just looking at her Instagram account right before we logged on. And the first thing I noticed was there must be 30 stories, okay, that are on and on and on and on and on and on. (laughs) Maybe make of it what you will. Somebody who has to post 30 stories and most of, almost all of them are some form of another of validation for what is going on and you know, for her releasing these and and also in my opinion, slandering him. And I think the slandering comes in where she's claiming that it's emotionally abusive. I mean, maybe, but again, I don't feel like that's for the public. I've seen her say, and quite a few people say it's, you know, highly misogynistic and narcissistic. And, you know, I had to write down, the definition of misogynistic care a misogynist is a person who dislikes yeah, yeah who dislikes I'm now and I think it's important that we stick to definitions because my other problem with all of this and we were talking yeah. about it is the therapy talk and all of these terms and diagnoses being thrown out there everybody is now an armchair therapist I saw a mentor of mine posted a sarcastic post earlier today commenting on somebody else's post that said procrastination is a trauma response you know and he's pointing to it like we've done it everything is now a trauma response motivation is a trauma response watching tv is a trauma response and we just trauma the word trauma <laughs> is being thrown around so dang often and so is narcissist i mean everybody everybody is now saying oh yes my ex was a narcissist your ex might have been selfish but he wasn't probably wasn't a yeah. real narcissist and i'll give you the definition of a narcissist in a second too again so i think it's important that we use the right okay. definitions here so Misogyny. A person who dislikes, despises, or is prejudiced against women. I don't know. Do you think you saw him... You can say he talked crap on the modeling world and said it didn't have depth. I don't know that that had any gender connotation to it. You could say it doesn't have depth on the male side either. I think his boundaries were much more about his own insecurities than they were anything to necessarily do with women or... Or gender in general, I think I don't. I don't. um, At least I had a hard time finding the
0: uh, a
1: slant directly against women here. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I can say I didn't see anything like against women. Um, I can, you know, it looks like I think he's just really, really bad at tactfulness because I think I understand what he's saying, where he doesn't want his you know significant other to you know, go out and show her body. But like to say, you, you know, you can't show your body, you know, in a bathing suit when she's a professional surfer, I think it's just it's ridiculous. And yes, I think he has some ridiculous demands, but I can understand in his brain what he was trying to get across because he wants her to be for him. But she's somebody who is in the limelight. She's someone who's going to be seen and photographed whether yeah. she likes it or not. So maybe part of her story is that she feels like she needs to share those things so she can get ahead of other people trying to post these things about her because it's all about the control of the story. The other thing that think about that is that, oh, I think it's that she's trying to put words into his mouth and we haven't heard a thing from Jonah Hill. All we have is the one-sided text messages. And I bet Good for him. He hasn't spoken out yet. Good for him. That's great. Way to go not jumping into the media.
1: I'd I'd have to agree. Just
0: trying to Mm -hmm. fix this issue with this person because that's what should have been done in the first place. A relationship is between two people. It should be solved between two people.
1: I'm showing a lot of these text messages from clients. And, you know, I think we all do this, right? Like, can you believe what he or she said, you know? And so we tell our therapist, right? And we want our therapist, quote unquote, unbiased opinion, because it's not really going to be unbiased because we're only getting it from one side. Okay, (laughs) Even if we see the receipts, okay, we're still getting the full context only from one person. And we're biased. That's our client, right? And we kind of want to, you know, go to your family, go to your best friends. In general, try to seek real objective opinion try to you know if you are somebody who's really not sure you know whether you're in a controlling relationship or or just whether you're unsure about the relationship in general and you want outside counsel paint a, a very unbiased picture you know don't try to just get your side validated and i think that's you know what a lot of this is you know the kind of this feeling of winning sort of at the end And I think a lot, you know, a lot of people go to social media for that, you know, quick hit of validation. I mean, if you look at her stories, I mean, there is one right after another of other influencers sort of talking in the way that we are here, but, you know, completely behind her, you know, you go girl. At the same time, I'm sure there's people who might be getting some benefit out of it. I mean, I guess there are other people, there's probably people who are in very, emotionally abusive relationships and might have or physically abusive relationships and might be somewhat accepting to that or just stuck in a bad place. And maybe some of these texts, which aren't maybe as awful as some of the things that they're going through. And maybe that shows them that like, oh, wow, you know, like if this is controlling and manipulative, then the situation I'm in, you know, is really controlling and manipulative. And so maybe it, Maybe there is some benefit to all this. Maybe it is giving, you know, some people a way to reevaluate the relationships that they're in.
0: Yeah, I can see that. And, you know, maybe it is and maybe it, there'll be a big, you know, move forward on people's relationships. But I think that to go about it this way was not the right way to do it.
1: So going back to, you know, what's funny was I I didn't see the claims that I kept seeing was misogynistic, controlling, misogynistic and narcissistic. Controlling, totally agree in some ways, Right. Yeah. I had a hard time there. Narcissistic. Yeah. yeah. It was interesting. Can when with narcissistic. That. And I I pulled out the the DSM five here, which is the diagnostic statistics manual, which has, you know, is the definition of all these diagnoses. And so because I feel like this narcissistic personality disorder is being thrown out there all the time, I had to go to the Bible here. And and while I was reading it, it was funny because it does kind of describe maybe somebody who is in his position as a world famous actor who is on TV. So I'll just I'll just go through it for our our education here. But the beginning is narcissistic personality disorder, a pervasive pattern of grandiosity a need for admiration and a lack of empathy beginning by early adulthood and present in a variety of contexts, as indicated by five or more of the following. And I'll, so you need five of these. Okay. And with every diagnosis, it's pretty easy to make cases where we could fit into them, where we can, you know, pinpoint one behavior where we might have been narcissistic or some thought, but we really want to think overall, you know, in the kind of the overarching context here. So I'll just kind of like briefly kind of go through these. Has a grandiose sense of self-importance. That's the first one. Uh, Two, is preoccupied with fantasies of unlimited success, power, brilliance, beauty, or ideal love believes that he or she is special and unique and can only be understood by or should associate with other special or high-status people. 4. Requires excessive admiration. 5. Has a sense of entitlement. 6. Is interpersonally exploitative. Now, You might be able to make a case for that one on the releasing of these text messages. So seven, lacks empathy, is unwilling to recognize or identify with the feelings and needs of others. Eight, is often envious of others or believes that others are envious of him or her. And nine, shows arrogant, haughty behaviors or attitudes. In those text messages, I don't feel like there was narcissistic behavior on
0: display i don't think so either not after reading not after listening to that definition especially it looks like he's not trying to be like it's his way or no way he's just saying i can't do this and and, you know he's a movie star of course he's gonna have a little bit of you know haughtiness to him and but he also seems like a really like he's just a regular dude yeah you know and 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 like, he doesn't want to be bothered mm-hmm. just like every, like everybody but, and else. You know,
1: one of the key features, you know, of narcissism is the lack of empathy. And while I don't, yeah, I think in some of the text messages that I read where they were breaking up or he was breaking up with her, I did think there was some empathy there. You know, maybe he could have verbalized or, you know, articulated some of these things a little better. It definitely seemed like he cared.
0: Yeah, I agree. I absolutely agree with that.
1: You know, and I think think the real sort of manipulative or controlling, I don't want to diagnose anybody here, but possible narcissism, you know, is the the unleashing of those text messages, right? You know, and there was one that says like the, well, requires excessive admiration. There's I feel like a lot of that there is interpersonally exploitative, right? Takes advantage of others to achieve his or her own needs. I
0: don't know. Like putting out a text message under the guise of it's your healing. And that's what you needed for you. Yeah, I think I think you're right. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I never thought about that being on her side before, but of course, I'm not a professional who knows the def. Well, now I do know the definition. <laughs> no. But as far as you know, like diagnosing it, yeah, I I, I can understand why there's def- there's definitely narcissistic tendencies there. Whether or not that person, you know, whether Sarah's narcissistic or not, is really up for debate. You know, I don't. I have this little bit of a picture of you know who she yeah, is and,
1: and we're not
0: i mean and he is you're and really right.
1: we don't you know we've got a speck of sand in their uh, uh you know in in their whole context of life yeah. yeah
0: to me i mean i just think you know it was a bad relationship from the start i don't think that they were destined to be together or i anything mean did by you anyways. see their matching
1: outfits on the red carpet <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: no no, I, I find that to be no. the most, I mean, and here's the thing, like uh,
1: the, the most troubling behavior <laughs> of all,
0: you know, there's a couple look at MGK and oh, yeah. Megan mm-hmm. Fox, like you thought they were going to have such a tight relationship, they wore matching outfits everywhere. And now they're not even together anymore. So but I don't see them talking bad about each other. So there's a huge difference between a healthy relationship and a non healthy relationship. And I think the importance there is. How you communicate with that person and what's happening here with the Jonah Hill situation just sounds like complete unhealthy communication. Anybody can dress up. I could dress up in in a white polo and match you, even though we're not going on the red carpet. doesn't mean you and I would be in a good relationship.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It was an interesting outfit. I think it was like a big pantsuit or something like that.
0: (laughs) Okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's just people see the, you know, all we saw was the surface of that relationship. We didn't see the deep interworkings, and now we're just getting a peek into one side of it, but it's only like this much of the relationship, and it was just really towards the end of that relationship. And the end of relationship is never fun and never is easy. That's why it's the end of the relationship.
1: (laughs) You're right. Like, it's really – You often have one person letting another person go when, and often the other person is, you know, probably blindsided or, you know, or doesn't want the relationship to end and has never, you know, is in such intense emotional, you know, state that, you know, whether that's anger, frustration, disappointment, sadness, grief, confusion, it's a... Ending a relationship gracefully on both people's ends is a takes some real work and real empathy and really, yeah, it's a rarity for sure. Caring about the other person and really caring about yourself, and then not wanting to burn any bridges and say things that you you know you wish you took back, and you know, in regards to all this, I'm sure all of us, especially you know. If text messaging was around, you know, when I was 16 or 17 and, you know, somebody broke my heart, I'm sure I would not want those text messages aired at any time. Like, uh, you know, when we're.
0: Oh, man. uh, Thank God text messaging didn't come out really till I was an adult because there's some things like I'm so glad that there's no record of (laughs) messages, things that were said. Remember the little paper notes you used to (laughs) fold up and hand to your boyfriend or girlfriend Uh or whatever? Like that, Uh that'd be so much easier. And they don't have them anymore.
1: (laughs) You know, I actually found one of those from a pre-text period of my life. And (laughs) just recently, I have to bring this up. And my partner at the time, I think I was like 25. I think it was pre-text. I'm pretty sure. At least texts were not as, you know, just an everyday part of our life. And she had sort of cheated she made a mistake. And anyways, it was the most beautiful, articulate, thoughtful letter. And, you know, it was about two pages long. And I guess I just bring this up. Like, I wish we all kind of still put that time, you know, or even had maybe that space to take the time, like, okay, you know, I'm not going to be able to communicate with him or her immediately right now after this breakup. And so I'm going to have a few days to write this, you know, well thought out letter and I don't know it was just it was so sweet and it was like so from the heart and you know I thought back and I was like oh she you know she really was a oh she was a great person and that was that was really cool it was it was cool to read almost 20 years later now yeah or so
0: Yeah that I don't have any notes I think anytime I broke up with a girl any paper notes we had between each other would always get like folded up and put into a coffee can and then burned <laughs> yeah, just what, because you know yeah. that that was what you know this emotional young boy did is he i'm gonna burn everything i ever got from them <laughs> <laughs> i don't have any of those you unfortunately know,
1: and maybe that's maybe that's a more cathartic way <laughs> to go about and you know healing from a relationship is sort of burning some of these things and whether that's deleting the whole text thread deleting the photos instead of uh, sitting on them for a year or two and then, and then releasing them <laughs> to the public so
0: thankfully there's none of that i'm so glad that uh you know i'm still with the last i mean I remember I remember back in the day when I had this one girlfriend, and I had to get I had to pay for unlimited text messaging because I sent her it was like in a month I had like eight hundred texts, and my parents were not happy about that, and so that's so yeah. most things were in paper <laughs> but sorry i'm yeah. I'm getting away from the topic here. It just made me think, you know unfortunately, Jonah Hill made the mistake of putting something in electronic yeah. form. Mm-hmm and then I mean, it's forever. another
1: lesson. yeah
0: screenshots are forever internet's forever unfortunately <laughs> you know
1: one work on your insecurities before you get into a relationship maybe take your time getting to know the person truly kind of figuring out who they are. One thing I always like to say is really believe people when they tell you who they are, you know, don't try to change people. One, like it's so hard for us to change when we want to change, to think you're going to change this person or that they're going to, you know, mold themselves into the person that you want them to be is, you know, just a fantasy and a recipe for disaster.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing that you were talking about that really caught my attention actually, that I want to circle back to is the fact that he's trying to change her. Like that part is, is something that just blows my mind. Like, I've known that you're what you are and who you are and what you're about. She, like she never misrepresented herself from what, well, I mean obviously from this little small piece that I see. She never misrepresented herself. She never said that she wants something else in life and it's not like they were in a long-term relationship and all of a sudden she's like, "Okay, I'm going to go be a surfer and a model." And she was already these things. And if you have to change somebody that much, I mean obviously If you two are growing together and the relationship is building, you're going to change, but it's going to be for yourself and you're going to do it yourself because of your love for your partner, not you're going to force this person to change because that'll never happen. When in the world of forcing someone to change, has that worked? Good luck. (laughs) Good luck.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just probably ask any parent. Good luck. You know, to control their child, right? (laughs)
0: The more control you try to exert. Isn't the term, I'll tell you till I'm blue in the face. Yeah, the more control you try to exert, no, yeah, you are more likely you know, going to get the opposite my, behavior you're know, you hoping for. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're gonna try stopping me from seeing somebody, I'm just gonna yeah, go see them right. anyway, and it's gonna be worse because right. now you're not yeah. monitoring it, yeah. right? So, I mean, it's this, mm-hmm. it's the same concept. Like forcing someone to change is not the healthy way no. to go about it, and I think that they both need to figure themselves out again or more before they try to get into another relationship. You know, obviously that's what dating is for is figuring out who you are, but I guarantee he's going to be more careful next time in his well, next we'll relationship. It. I mean, he's in one. So, you know, he's, he's, I mean, like, be, he is, yeah. he's got a kid <laughs> now, right?
1: I don't know. What do You know, i am I'm judging only off of everything that I've seen on TV and him acting and in a documentary where there's probably some acting and, you know, there's a portrayal that we put out there. But, you know, he does seem maybe like somebody who would take this hopefully and use it as a teaching lesson. I mean, what would be really interesting is to be a fly on the wall of the relationship that he's in now and how that sort of unfolded between him and his partner, you know, whether that's been a, yeah, I'm wondering like love. I don't know. You know, it has it been a loving, supportive experience. I got your back. You know both ways or you know is this opening up you know a can of worms
0: yeah i'm wondering if they're if they're ever going to release a statement about it because you know you know how celebrities do like oh jonah hill's people released a statement about blah 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 here's what they said do you think that we're going to see anything like that or do you think it's just kind of he's just not going to say anything and just let it die so far of course he doesn't because she knows what he's going to say
1: i mean this has been out for three three days and it's been And so far, no response. I don't know. I mean, if I was him, I would probably not say anything.
0: Same. I wouldn't either, because people are just going to say, oh, well, you're just saying what you have to say, and it doesn't matter what you say. I mean, people are going to say it doesn't matter what he says anyway, but- the real people in your life are the ones yeah. that are going to know the truth. And usually and I think that's what's most important here. I think if too many people are involved.
1: Usually when these responses come out, you know, a lot of times hearing some of the responses from some of the people who were accused and committed, you know, probably awful behavior during the whole Me Too. And a lot of them came off far worse after the response, I feel like, than um Yeah.
0: But which also a lot of times Yeah, I mean, I yeah. I'm not gonna stop.
1: You're not gonna stop watching Joan Hill.
0: Yeah. Oh, I was just gonna say I'm not gonna stop yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna stop watching Joan Hill. I he's I not, like him. I yeah. think he's great. I, I laugh at his movies. I think he's a good dude. You know, he's just in a movie with Eddie Murphy. It was great. But you know, who you are in your personal life is not is not why I watch you. I watch you for your, your no. acting skills. While it's I mean, it's not my place to judge the mm-hmm. these people for what they do in their personal life. That's Did not you my see,
1: job. Uh his stutz documentary.
0: Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? I actually haven't yet. Yeah, I've, I've seen previews for it. I just haven't, I just haven't watched it yet. i watched it yet. what you
1: think. I watched it. It took me a little while. It's a little slow. Even, you know, being a therapist, I was really excited that this was, you know, oh, wow, you know, he's putting a therapist on display. It was a really cool kind of profile, maybe, of his therapist. And I was really excited. That there, it, they kind of went through telling both Jonah's story, the therapist, both of their personal stories, kind of their... Relational story, which I thought might have pushed some ethical conflict of interest boundaries between client and therapist. And also, they weaved in sort of some skills at the same time, you know, like coping mechanisms or, and, you know, his therapist, his therapist actually does a really cool thing where. He has these flashcards that he kind of writes down little skills or concept and hands them to clients at the end of session, which I thought was like a really cool touch and maybe something I'd even want to incorporate into my practice at some point. You know, as a, as a matter of fact, I had a client ask for, you know, a list of some of the things that we talked about yesterday. And, you know, I wish I had a little flashcard to kind of write down, like, here's your prescription, you know,
0: and and this week it's radical acceptance. So, Yeah. So I do think it's cool. No. But do you feel like the documentary has an accurate representation of the relationship? I mean like the th- like uh, do you see where things could have been it
1: seemed very authentic. I think the therapist seemed okay. very authentic. I think Jonah was trying to portray some sort of image there, you know, that he was doing the work. And you know, you know what? Hey, good for him for putting out a documentary on therapy the more you know and i
0: thought it did yeah i mean you can't knock the guy for that you know
1: i think it did further normalize like men going to therapy i don't think a lot of men probably ended up watching it but if you did you know i think it i think it was encouraging you know it showed showed a cool relationship And somebody who was getting some, you know, had such positive impact that he made a whole movie about it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess if I had the opportunity to record my therapy sessions, I would, but I definitely wouldn't put it out (laughs) to the world.
1: That's for sure. (laughs) You want to talk about one of the hardest?
0: Yeah. I mean, I'll talk about therapy until, until like I'm blue in the face, but I would never share that out in the world.
1: So when going through grad school, you know, in your first- i don't know like 100 sessions you have to record a few of them and then watch them with your cohort with your class basically that is one of the most excruciatingly painful experiences i have ever been through and i think every other grad student probably agrees <laughs> watching yourself stumble through questions not you know just just watching yourself talk it's hard for me to watch these things back to be honest so yeah. Watching my, my very first <laughs> sessions on film were was difficult. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's all just, it's also interesting and there's so many different, there's so many different angles that it can be hit from. It's hard to like really narrow down. I mean, honestly, I can't see who's at fault and who's not at fault. It kind of just seems like it's a crap yeah. shoot all the way around. You're
1: talking about Jonah and, and Sarah. Yeah. 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 No. yeah two people probably shouldn't have been, probably shouldn't have been together. Like I said, there's a reason that relationship's over. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I'll be the first to admit. He admitted that. I think he said something like.
1: I'll be the first to admit. I've entered in some relationships that I, that we both knew we probably shouldn't have gone. It's hard to learn these things. It's hard to learn what you're comfortable with, not comfortable with what kind of person you want. Yeah. I think the, the Gottmans who are the, sort of king and queen of couples therapy they're saying is basically like you're choosing a set of problems when you're choosing a partner so it's just what kind of problems are you willing to to deal with that
0: that is accurate Mm. but it's whether you choose to help with those problems or not or just let them sit there and that's where i think the big the big difference lies in a healthy and unhealthy relationship is you're willing to help your partner fix their problems.
1: You know, I think that, I think you have a point there instead of pointing them out, exploiting them, exacerbating them, you know, actually wanting to work with your partner to help, you know, with their problems is the sign of a good relationship and some emotional maturity.
0: But both people have to be willing to put in the work. It can't be one sided. That's my take on, on all that. It doesn't, I mean, there's not really a right answer. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And that's I'm not asking anybody to pick a side either. I'm not asking you to pick a side. I'd actually be really curious to hear from our listeners and our our followers, what are your thoughts on it on the Jonah Hill issue? Is there something that we missed or something that you know maybe we should look into more because we just have a small glimpse of things. We don't have, you know, a full scope of stuff. And it makes it tough to really render like a from a man's perspective what happened.
1: Yeah. I've heard you know, this has been fun talking to one of This podcast has been fun, but also talking to a lot of my friends, picking their brains, like, what do you think about this? You know, and, and everybody has sort of had different takes, but everybody has sort of also had a, uh, a personal experience in one that somewhat relates to this as well. That, that's been interesting, and I think that's why this story is so captivating. Is we all want a relationship for the most part, and and we've all struggled in them probably at some point too, and so it's all probably very relatable at some level.
0: Yeah, and I hope they both grow and change and and you know learn from this experience instead of letting it take them down. And it seems like, I mean, if we haven't heard from Jonah Hill, you know, is he taking this in stride? Is he gonna be like, you know? This is a past relationship. There's really no need for me to say anything about this.
1: Hopefully he's just enjoying the new birth of his baby. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure this was not what he was
0: looking yeah. forward to. That's that's a great event. No, like shame on her no. for putting this on him when he's supposed no. to be having the best time of his life with his new kid. Yeah. That's that's like my, no. my main thing is like this could have all been avoided if she wouldn't no. have put this up on the Internet. That's the lesson here, kids. No. Don't put anything on the nope. Internet. <laughs> Except in our comment section, so let us know. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> How about don't put anything in the, in electronic form that you don't yep. want to be saved forever. Yeah, you're feeling like we got we got everything you want to talk about with it out, and I think kind of so. covered the bases. I, mean, I think
1: I think we we hit all the points. We we hit all the angles. We found some pros and cons to just about everything. I think. You know, like I, I yeah. even feel, you know, as cool, uh, Well, that's thanks for. It. I'm yeah. sure was a pro to some people out there who needed to see some of those texts and maybe to reevaluate their relationship. So perspective is, is just about everything. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, actually that's not something I ever really thought about before this moment when you're talking about, you know, maybe other people can learn a lesson and evaluate hey, their relationships. You know
1: what? And maybe guys too, a few of the profiles that I follow on Instagram, I know were very, like, I see nothing wrong with this at all. Uh, This is just asking for respect. And, you know, those were some of the, the top comments I don't know. I also think that there's a teachable moment for men too here. you know, like whether that's be a little bit more self-aware when you're getting into a relationship, maybe work on your insecurities and trust issues if you can. And also, you know, maybe recognize when you're trying to change your partner and, you know, maybe coming across controlling, maybe that's, that's something to reevaluate. So.
0: Someone once said to me that, you know, we always, when you're growing up, you say, Oh, I'm looking for my other half but you need to be whole in order to help someone else who should also be whole before you should be in a relationship because you shouldn't need that person to complete you. You should need that person to compliment you. Amen. But Amen. yeah, that's, that's my last uh, knowledge. No, my last it. piece of advice before but we, before we last, sign last piece of wisdom
1: <laughs> to drop your, your mic drop moment.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, with that,
1: Thank you guys for listening. Uh, again, this was fun wading into uh, some controversial topics here. Please like, subscribe, leave us a review, comment, let us know how you feel.
0: Follow us on all social media sites Facebook, Instagram, the new uh, one, Threads, Threads yep. now, mm-hmm. uh, and TikTok, mm-hmm. all at Hey Man, It's OK. And OK is just the letters O and K. But yeah, thanks for joining us. I really appreciate it. Ryan, thanks for thanks, having guy. this conversation with me today you know you really uh, opened my eyes on some of the issues revolving this that i'm going to go talk to my right. small circle about because we've been talking about oh, cool. it since last night also cool. but uh until next time everybody it's okay to not be okay and thanks for joining